When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is. And presented by Progressive Insurance, the soup and the banana have been ordered. I'll give you an update when they arrive. The assembled members of the hashtag crew are here. We have unbelievable numbers from basketball. But speaking of basketball, the complete disaster that was the All-Star game, I mean, excuse me, the uh, slam dunk contest on Saturday night came up on Get Up this morning. And I was quite pleased with myself when I had Vince Carter on the TV this morning. And the line just jumped into my head and I said, Vince. A nation turns its lonely eyes to you when it comes to the slam dunk contest. And you, I noticed, Hambo, laughed when I said that because I was standing in the part of a studio where I could hear you. So you know what that's from. You obviously know what, when I say a nation turns its lonely eyes to you, you know that that is a pop culture reference? Yes, that's a Joe DiMaggio lyric. It's Simon and Garfunkel, I believe, who said that, right? (laughs) Joe DiMaggio, that's who they were addressing in the song, correct? (laughs) It is who they're talking yeah, about yeah, in I know, the song. I know all about this. So it, it, the legendary Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. <laughs> is that now how? <laughs> well, you have put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. It's Garfunkel? It's Garfunkel. It's Simon and Garfunkel. So it's not Garfunkel. Could you name, do you know what song it is? Could you say, do you yeah. know anything else from that song yeah. besides the part where they talk about Joe DiMaggio? Yes, it's, it's, it's called Mrs. Robinson. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm, how did right. you know that? Wow, not bad. Probably because I'm like a fan of baseball. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I can't name a second song of theirs. <laughs> Exclusively because baseball's referenced. That is kind of funny. <laughs> anyway, so, so basketball. So let's get to this. Nuno and Bubba. Hembo says he's got a number for us. He said aside. He said about this project yesterday, and I'm fascinated by it. So, so Daryl Morey, who's a guy that I know, you know, we're both Northwestern guys, real smart. You know who he is. He's the, the GM of the Sixers, and he says a lot of smart things. And was this on Colin's show that he said this? It was. He's on Colin's show, and he says that he favors shortening the NBA season to 58 games. Now, that's extraordinarily unlikely to happen because of the amount of revenue that would be lost in that. But what it is is addressing what I believe is a significant problem, which is if you have an 82-game schedule and your players can't slash won't play 82 games, then your schedule shouldn't be 82 games long. And I looked at Hembo and I said, you get so much pushback from people. Well, how many DNPs really are they? How much resting really is there? Load management, all of that. So I sort of gave Hembo the job of getting me a number. Get, get me something we can sink our teeth into. So what did you come up with? So what I did was I took the top 25 players in the NBA as determined by ESPN's preseason NBA rank. Like just like the 25 best players as determined by our company. And I think it's important that we, that we use that number because this is a sport that's about the stars. And, and, and to whom much is given of that, of them much is demanded, whatever the expression I'm trying to use is. Which is to say... That the seventh and eighth and ninth guys on these rosters, fans aren't paying to see them. And I use a Broadway analogy all the time. And Hembo, you brought it up as well today. Right now, the big thing that's going on on Broadway is that the movie star Hugh Jackman is on Broadway doing The Music Man. And if you buy a ticket to go see that, 
and you sit down in your seat and they make an announcement today, the role of will, that it will not be played by Hugh Jackman, you can go to the box office and you can get your money back. That is the way that works. And I'm sorry, James Harden and all the other NBA stars, but that's your lot in life. That's why you get paid $45 million a year because people are paying to see you play. And when you don't, it is a problem. So go ahead, Hembo. Continue from there. Top 25 players. The top 25 players in the NBA. I created a second column in which I just logged how many DNPs each player had, how many games each of those 25 players missed. Because like you said, to the fans, it doesn't matter why they're not playing. The point of the exercise is let's just demonstrate numerically how often the very best players in the NBA don't play. So I want you to guess. I've not shown you the number. Amongst the top 25 players in the NBA this season, how many games do you think that group of players has combined to miss? Okay, so I'm going to just very quickly pull the calculator out on my phone because here's 25 players, and each team has played, what, roughly 55 games? About. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to, I'm going to say 25 times 55 equals 1,375 games. So th- that's how many games they could have played total, right? Mm-hmm. Th- th- am I doing that right? Yeah, that's just, how many they could have played, ju- yes. Right, that's what I mean. So just... I, I, so we all have an idea in our minds of what numbers we're dealing with. It's not 42,000 and it's not 69. Mm-hmm. It's 1,300. Out of 1,375 games, how many games, Nuno, do you think the top 25 NBA players have played this year? Played this year? I would say they've played about 65% of those games. Okay. I have no sense of what that is. So how would I find that? Uh, times 0.65 equals. That would be 825 games. So you're going to say they've played 825 games. Uh, Bubba, how many do you think? Um, I'm going to say a little higher. I'm going to say 950. 950 games that they've played. So 55 times 25 equals out of, out of, out of whatever we said it was out of... 1375, 1375 was the original number. The top 25 players in the NBA... <laughs> And by the way, this does not include Kawhi Leonard or Ben Simmons. So, like, we're not. We're, That's unbelievable because neither one of them has played a single game. Correct. Why and doesn't it include them? Because neither were in the top 25 because we knew they would not play or wow. play for a bunch of the season. But clearly they would qualify for this. It does include Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. And Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson. Anthony Davis, who's missed half the games. LeBron has missed a bunch of games, which is uncharacteristic for him. Yeah, the list is staggering. KD. I'm going to say it's less than half. I'm going to say that, that what, what is, I'm so bad at math, 1375 divided by two equals, uh, what, what is it? What, what Six, is half? 687. Six, I'm, going to, I'm going to say it's 687. I'm going to say they have played exactly half the game. So I think it was Nuno who was the closest. So the top 25 players in the NBA this season have combined to miss 430 games. So an average of 17 games per player, which would mean 1375 minus 430. That means they've played about 950 games, which means they've missed that, that was, about... I, I, guess, I, I guess 950. Okay, my bad then. Yeah. They've missed then... <laughs> Bubba was right on the money. Yeah, well done. They, they've missed about 30%, 30%. So, so, So the top 25 players in the NBA have missed 30% of the schedule. <laughs> now, I, these are, this is an unusual year. 
Some of that was COVID related, right? We, I don't know. A little bit of it. Some of it has to have been. Mm-hmm. There were players who missed games because of COVID, and there are players who missed games because of legitimate injury, and that is always going to happen. And part of the discussion when it comes to the length of the schedule. And part of the discussion when it comes to the length of the schedule. And there used to be, you know, Wilbon tells great stories. So I get to sit now with Michael Wilbon, Jalen Rose, and Stephen A. Smith once, twice, three times a week. It's going to get real busy now as we head towards the playoffs. And, you know, we do NBA Countdown, and I just so enjoy sitting and just chopping it up with them because, like, they've all got such unbelievably fascinating stories. But Wilbon will tell a great story. Michael Jordan, as you know, played every game. Jordan, look up his last three seasons in Chicago. He played 82, 82, and 82 regular season games. And Wilbon will tell you a story that he that Jordan once walked into the locker room, you know, like two hours before a game, and there were a bunch of guys that had ice bags on their knees, like ice packs on their legs, and Jordan walked up to each of them, took the ice packs off and threw them, and said, "I'm playing, so you're playing." That's it. That's the way they approached it. Then, you see all those guys on the NBA '75 team; they should be offended by this, because there are a lot of players who aren't playing when they could be. Because the idea of playing every single game just does, it doesn't exist anymore. That's not part of the code. And Stephen A. keeps saying, there is going to be hell to pay for this. The owners are going to, this is going to become an issue. Because we just can't have this. We can't have guys waking up with a swollen hand and deciding they're not playing that night. We can't have guys saying their hamstring feels great, but they're not playing that night. Like you play. Part of this sport has always been you play through injury. And in the interest of prolonging your career two or three years, what you are doing is you are, you are diminishing this magnificent product that has, that has been so good for you. And I'm sorry that you have to do this. I'm sorry there's all this pressure on you. But that's what comes with being an NBA superstar. Being a star in the NBA has got to be about as good a life as I can imagine. Imagine all the great things that come with that. Now, there are some downsides to it, too. There's a lot expected of you. So when, when Daryl talks about cutting the schedule to 58 games, changing around the playoff structure, doing whatever you have to do in order to, to make mandatory, make the players need to play these games, want to and need to play these games, I'm in favor of I do want to push back a little, or at least ask this question. Do you really think that it is likelier that players today are just not as tough and not as durable, or is it likelier that the rigors of today's game are just different than they used to be when they originally made the schedule of this length. Do you really think that an entire generation of players who are incredibly skilled just decided collectively not to be as tough or as durable? No. Uh, Yes. In fact, you said it exactly right. Hmm. The idea of playing through injury is something that used to be a badge of honor, and now, because of agents and others, they're being told, what, are you crazy? Don't jeopardize that. It's the same reason that pitchers don't go out there in the... Well, it's the same reason that a pitcher on a pitch count. Basketball players are now operating on, in some levels on a pitch count because they don't want to... They, want, they don't want to take a chance on getting more seriously hurt. So in the old days, guys would play with, with whatever it is they're playing with, and they weren't traveling the way they travel now. There was a time where you might get up in the morning and go to LaGuardia Airport at, at 8 o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday and come across Carl Malone and John Stockton at the Cinnabon who were getting their breakfast and jumping on a flight to go play a game that night, and they would play that night in some other city. So, I mean, the circumstances have been adapted to where they're... Look, am I suggesting these guys aren't tough? No. 
They're tough and they're brilliant. They're unbelievable athletes. Um, that's not what I mean at all. I mean the the honor, the 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 respect, the significance of playing all the games is just that's been that's gone. Like we talked about, they don't the, look at it that way. Like we talked about with the baseball players, though. They're responding to incentives. You right. can make $40 million a year and rarely play. Why would you not opt to do That's that? That's correct. So something has got to be done. Something has got to change. The good news is they've got smart people in place that can go about trying to change it. This is Greeny. We come to you live from the Seaport District of Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Coming up next, I can solve the quarterback concerns for one NFL team right now. And I will next on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You know, I have been operating in my anticipation of next year's football season, or maybe even more to the point, this year's offseason, under the assumption that there are going to be a lot of quarterbacks moving around. A lot of, like a big game of quarterback musical chairs. And I'm in favor of that because I am a sports talk show host by trade. And as I always say, I'm in the interesting business. Quarterbacks moving around is very interesting. But I'm starting to get the feeling we may not get nearly as much of that as we thought. And let me go through some of these possibilities. Aaron Rodgers remains the huge wild card in all of this. I didn't think staying in Green Bay was even going to be on the table. Now it sounds like there's a real chance that will happen. Even if it doesn't, he'll go to Denver. That's not much of a game of musical chairs. It's one move. We get it. The other people, in no particular order, that I thought for sure were going to be on the move include Russell Wilson and Jimmy Garoppolo. And the sense I'm getting lately is that neither one of them are going anywhere. Shefty was on a podcast the other day saying, slow down on Jimmy G getting traded out of San Francisco. That the word we're hearing out of there is that Trey Lance is greener, if you will, further away from being ready than had been expected. And I feel a need to continue to remind everyone, maybe that should have been expected. This is a kid who not only played at the Division II level, but didn't even have a final season. They created a one-game showcase for him, but because of COVID, he didn't even play that year. I I think he started 17 games in college at a lower level. So the idea that he was going to step right in and be ready at the NFL was never realistic. I think we thought it was one year of Garoppolo and going forward. Now Shefty is telling us, I don't think that it is a lock that Garoppolo's not back. So if we take him out of the mix, Russell Wilson, a year ago tomorrow, 
His agent gave Shefty a list of four teams he'd be willing to go to. But now, and you heard Diana at the beginning of our show here today saying, no, the tea leaves sort of seem to feel like he's going to stay in Seattle. So what does that mean for teams that might be interested in a veteran quarterback? Who's going to be available? I'm telling you, I'm intrigued by Mitchell Trubisky. I know people love to make fun of him. They love to make fun of that name. But I'm here to tell you, I think Mitchell Trubisky's problems in Chicago had less to do with Mitchell Trubisky than with a lot of other things. The one year he had where they really seemed to play to his strengths, he was a candidate for MVP of the league. I had Brian Billick predicting to me that he was going to be the MVP the following year. And that's when the trouble began. Matt Nagy, the coach in Chicago, the offensive guy who was brought there to turn Trubisky into the player that he was drafted number two overall to be, started immediately trying to disassemble what he was and turn him into what he, Nagy, wanted him to be, which is Nick Foles only much better. And Trubisky wasn't born to be that. Trubisky is a poor man's Josh Allen. He's not as big, but he's big. He's not as good a runner, but he's a good runner. He doesn't have as big an arm, but he's got an arm. Mitch Trubisky has a lot of tools. Just don't ask him to be Drew Brees. And that's what Matt Nagy wants. Matt Nagy wants a quarterback to be Brees. He wants a quarterback who's going to know what the defense is doing before the ball is snapped, and he wants the ball coming one-two out, and he wants all of that stuff. And pinpoint accuracy and all the, all the that's not what Mitchell Trubisky is. If you want him, don't, if you want that, don't get him. But you look at the success of some of these quarterbacks who are dual threat, Josh Allen being the apex of that. No one else is Lamar Jackson. Don't even put Lamar Jackson in this conversation. He's so insanely, freakishly gifted that you can't, no one is going to be him. Allen is a much better comp. Trubisky could be a little worse. I mean, I'm not suggesting he's going to be as good as Josh Allen. I think Richard Trubisky could still be a really good NFL quarterback, an above-average starting NFL quarterback, and I think the Giants and their new coach, Brian Dayball, should go out and get him. That's what I think. Hmm. What do you think? So Mitchell Trubisky started 38 games under Matt Nagy for the Bears. 38 games. How many of those games do you think the Bears won? I'm going to overlook the fact that you pronounced that word so annoyingly. They didn't, they didn't, it's not the game, number of games the Bears won. It's the number of games they won. It's freaking so aggravating. I can't even focus. I've forgotten the question. How many games did Mitchell Trubisky win under Matt Nagy? Say the first one again. Say the first sentence again. Okay. How many, what what number of those games did Mitchell Trubisky win? No. Now go back to the first way you said. Okay. (laughs) Mitchell Trubisky started. Yes. 38 games. 38 games. He won how many of them? He won. He didn't won any of them. He won. 23. He won 25. 25 and 10? 25 and 13. 25 and 13. And they, I, I, that's with a coach who couldn't get rid of him fast enough. That's with a coach who couldn't give up on him fast enough. Mitch Trubisky went to a place where they believe in him, in Buffalo. I know I'm dedicating 10 minutes of my show here to Mitch Trubisky, and people may say, Greeny, are you crazy? I want you to remember this. Where Mitch Trubisky is a really good quarterback somewhere in the next two years? Look at Ryan Tannehill. 
Ryan Tannehill just needed to get the hell away from Adam Gase and get the hell away from Miami and go to a place where they believe in him, and he's been really good. We could debate how good, but he's certainly been good, and they've won a lot of games with him. Mm-hmm. I think Trubisky is that. I do too. Trubisky's high end is way better, way higher than anything that we've seen from Daniel Jones so far. That, that 2018 season that you described, he won 11 games and finished third in the NFL in QBR behind Patrick Mahomes and Drew Brees. That was, that was his second full season. That was his first season under Matt Nagy. He won the NFC North that season. He was 24 years old at the time. I'm with you. It makes a lot of sense to bring him in, uh, in New York, pair him with Brian Dable, and see him go head-to-head with Daniel Nuno, Jones. you in? Uh, you mean, am I in on the idea that I had like three months ago? Sure. <laughs> Let's do that. That's true. You did say this a long time ago, but but until I say it, it, it really, for all intents and purposes, has not been said. So, <laughs> so now it's my idea. But if it goes badly, it was Nuno's idea. See, now I, this is the beauty of this. Mm. I've got full plausible deniability. If Trubisky goes to the Giants and stinks, it's Nuno who had it wrong. Nuno is our Mike McCarthy. And if they win the Super Bowl... I'm the one who got it right. Hey, try the $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk Wireless with nationwide 5G on America's best network. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G capable device required. Actual availability coverage and speed may vary. Uh, coming up next, Hembo said something to me in my office today that I think is insane, but it might be right. And you'll hear it right after this on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greenie today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is Greeny. I have a quick update. They brought Jenny a banana and it was good. We had the soup and the banana, the, the very controversial lunch order of our beloved Jenny Acetuno. And the good news is... It, came, it looked good, right? She showed us the soup and White. the banana, mm-hmm. and the banana was a good, a good banana, mm-hmm. which I did not expect. My omelet was sensational, by the way. There are very few better lunches than an omelet. I agree. Huge fan of the omelet as a lunch. Breakfast for lunch. Big fan. Anyway, in 30 seconds, I will, you will get to hear what Hembo said to me. First words out of his mouth to me this morning, which is, is both the beauty and the ridiculousness that is Hembo, because 
A, he says things that inspire me to react, and B, they're just insane. Is there beauty in that? I mean, there's something in it. It's a burden. <laughs> but one way or another, let me tell you about this show on Epics. So what kind of person would you be if you were living in a nightmare every day? From the executive producers of Lost comes the new Epics original series called From. It's a gripping supernatural thriller. It takes place in a mysterious, exitless town that traps all those who enter. When the sun goes down, the inhabitants are hunted by creatures that emerge from the forest. It stars Harold Perrineau. You can watch only on Epics. Plus, watch thousands of movies and acclaimed original series. Watch live or stream it only on Epics. Get the channel or the app now. Okay, so every once in a while, Hembo will just say something that makes me say, I'm sorry, what? What? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? So Bubba and Nuno gather around. So Hembo and I disappear into my office after the get-up meeting this morning, and he just looks right at me and he says, The Packers should trade Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. That that is their best course of action. That is their that should yeah, that is best case scenario for the Packers this offseason. That is their best course of action. So I immediately considered all of the options here, up to and including getting some sort of medical assistance for our friend Mr. Hembo, who is obviously having an episode. Now, would you care to explain why that would be choice A in your opinion? Yes, because while I understand why the Packers are saying we should keep these guys because that's what the fans want to hear. I'm not even so sure that's what they want because what I know I can do is rebuild my entire franchise by trading those two players, and it's not obvious that either of them want to be there. So, so sort of follow my logic trail here. I'm trading Aaron Rodgers for three first-round picks, right? You can get three first-round picks for Aaron Rodgers. Yes, you can. He wants to keep playing, and I can trade Devontae Adams for two. First round picks based upon you know the, the market and, and what this yeah, you what would have to, like you would have to tag them and trade them tag right? and trade you tag and trade yeah tag and trade so what I have then done is added five first round picks to my ledger giving me eight over the over the next three years I've purged my books from an accounting standpoint and with all that extra money that I have I can bring in a veteran quarterback to compete with Jordan Love in what might be the worst division in the NFL so I've taken care of my future in a big way while not over compromising my present. So the Jordan love of it all is a fascinating part of all of this, because in theory, they should have already been a step ahead of where you are. They should have the quarterback of their future. They used a first round pick on him, which is my first complaint with your strategy, which is first round picks don't always turn out to be really good players. If you go back historically, well, didn't we have a number on like the percentage of first-round picks who get a second contract mm-hmm. or whatever it we is? Did. And what was that number? Do you remember? It was, it was slightly less than 50-50. We, we, yes, that we less did, we, than 50-50. Yeah. We called it hit rate. We called it hit rate. Less than 50-50. So your chances out of those five picks are that two or three of them will wind up being even good enough that you want to keep them beyond five years. That's right. The fact, the chances that any of them will be anywhere near as good as Devontae Adams or Aaron Rodgers are one in a million. And here's the final word I will have, and then I'll turn it over to the other assembled members of the hashtag crew. I'm looking at our beloved friend Brandon, who is our stage manager here, and he is, like I am, a lifelong suffering Jet fan. Whenever people talk about the idea of getting rid of a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, my first thought is always, that's spoken by someone who doesn't know what it's like never to have that guy. There are two kinds of teams in the NFL. Those who have great quarterbacks and those who should be doing anything and everything they can to get one. 
The sport has evolved. We talk about baseball's lack of evolution. Football has evolved over and over and over again. And with every change, and this is, it is genius, candidly, with every change, they have made the quarterback position all the more valuable. I'm old enough to remember a time when the real marquee star on your team was your running back. Your bell cow running back was every bit as big a deal on most teams as anybody else. In my childhood, I mean, I remember guys like O.J. Simpson and Chuck Foreman and Franco Harris and on and on into Eric Dickerson and people like that. Because in those days, running the ball was extremely important. In those days, quarterbacks, almost all of them, called their own plays and they threw interceptions in numbers that today we would lose our minds over. And the sport has evolved. It has changed. And with each change, the quarterback position has become more and more valuable. So if you have Aaron Rodgers, it is my opinion, as much of a pain in the neck as he is, and I get that he is, that you hold on to him for dear life for as long as you can because you will never find another one. In Green Bay, perhaps they are slightly jaded, because they went from Favre to Rodgers. And they may think, well, we did this before. We can do it again. Think again. The San Francisco 49ers went from, from Joe Montana to Steve Young. Where have they gone since then? They've been trying for 30 years to find their next quarterback. Look at Denver. They've gone from John Elway to what? Signing guys when they're 38 years old and trying to get lucky. When they did it once with Manning and now they're going to try and do it again. Look how long they've been trying to find the next Marino in Miami. These guys don't come around very often. You, a miracle has befallen your franchise. You have Aaron Rodgers on it. Do everything you can to keep him, no matter how difficult he is. That's my opinion. Now let me go to hashtag Nuno. Which side of this do you fall on? It hurts my heart. But, like, where have you gotten with that great quarterback? Mm. You haven't gotten back to the Super Bowl. You're taking shots at the 49ers. The 49ers have been to the Super Bowl since they lost Steve Young uh, and Joe Montana. And they've been to a bunch of conference uh, championship games uh, with average quarterback play. Aaron Rodgers hasn't gotten you over the hump. And I do think that in that division, which isn't great, that you can make these moves that all is your franchise altering moves and actually still compete and put your franchise in a better spot. And you should trade a guy who is a malcontent or a wide receiver that you're going to have to really overpay. I don't know that you can overpay Devontae Adams. His production is ridiculous. They, they double every, every, it feels like he's doubled every snap and he still gets open. You can't stop Devontae Adams. And the previous thing I would say is that there's one way of looking at it, which is the Green Bay Packers, Rodgers hasn't gotten them over the top. And the other way of looking at it is he's taken a franchise that has made a million mistakes, that has had very average talent around him for the most part, and won 13 games a year. Has any quarterback in the NFL won more games than Aaron Rodgers since he won the Super Bowl? Maybe just Brady? Probably just Brady. I would guess he has won the most games of any quarterback in the NFL since he made it was he's only in one Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. That was the end of the 2010 season, right? right? The 20 January of 11. So there've been am I doing the math right? 11 seasons since then. I would bet you that no quarterback in the NFL has won more games in that time besides Brady than he has. That's correct. Has he had the next best talent around him? Has he had the best players around him? 
Go show me all the Hall of Famers that Aaron Rodgers has been playing with since then. See, these guys running the show in Green Bay are acting like they're geniuses. Look at all these games we've won. They're not geniuses. Rex says it to us all the time. Hembo, you're here. Rex says, you give me Aaron Rodgers, I'll be in the playoffs every year too. If you have Aaron Rodgers, of course you're going to be in the playoffs every year. How many years was Peyton Manning not in the playoffs? How many years was Brady not in the playoffs? How many years was Marino not in the playoffs? Elway not in the playoffs. They don't always win championships, but they win all the time. When you have a quarterback that good, you win. So your alternative is not winning the Super Bowl with someone worse. Your alternative is sucking like most of the other teams do whose quarterbacks are bad. That's the point I'm trying to make. So at this point, both Hembo and Nuno are wrong. Let me then turn to Bubba and see um, if he has seen the light of day or if he too is going to traverse down the mistaken path here. What say you, Bubba? Oh, man. You know, at first I was thinking that's crazy. But you know what? I'm kind of on Hembo's side here too. Oh, my god. I think goodness. I'm on Hembo's side, you know, because <laughs> oh, both, you know, Devontae's phenomenal. But you got to be looking at the future. He's been in the league for eight years. How much, how much longer can you count on that? Aaron's been in the league for 17 years. All he keeps talking about is retiring. Maybe he's going to play one more year. Whatever. If you can get five first-round picks, whatever it is, and build for the future and and reset your organization. We literally talked last year or a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, about how the Giants were set up best because they could literally start over with all their picks and get a new coach in, new GM, and do that. If the Packers could do that, they already have. they'll get the picks. They already have a good coach. And they have a bad division. So they are basically doing what we're saying. The Giants were in that position earlier. So they can reset and be good to go in a bad division with a good coach and and go. Do we know they have a good coach? We know that he's coached Aaron Rodgers. Do we think Mike McCarthy is a good coach? He Great won coach. a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has got to be the greatest player in history. I just watched Mike McCarthy coach the Cowboys. I can't believe they won a game in Green Bay. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers should be, they should build a statue of him for that. You can make he, that argument. You know what the problem that each of you has? Bubba, you have seen your team win a championship. Nuno, you have seen your team win a championship. Hembo, you have seen your team win a championship. So you have a skewed, in my opinion, opinion of the value of one championship. I've never seen it in my life. I was one year old when the Jets won the Super Bowl. One championship is invaluable. Don't tell me about my future. So they want to get another. So what I'm saying to you is, you have to you have to manage around winning a championship. You can't manage around trying to win five. They have they have generally managed their way into not winning one championship by trying to win five. You can't win the 2026 Super Bowl next year, but you can win the 2022 one. And that's what they should be trying to do. I don't think that they can win the 22, uh, 2022 one, though, because you're going to have to pay those two guys like $70 million. That's a third of your cap. Their best chance to win a Super Bowl was last year or the year before or the year before, and they failed all three times. I agree with you. The Super Bowl is the objective. The best way to get there is by trading those two guys. You can reload fast and get back. I think that's I think that is likelier than them winning the Super Bowl next year and keeping a narrow focus. Okay. So I think if there's one thing we've established here with certainty is that I'm right and these guys are wrong. I want to make one other comment before we finish for today um, because a lot of you have been with me for a very long time. And if you have, then you know that we've gone through a lot of things together. We were on the air. I was on the air. We were together. 
during the events and in the immediate aftermath of the events of 9-11 in this country. And when we went to war in Iraq and the beginning of the pandemic and a million things in between there, Mike and me together and now here um, the last couple of years. And so you will have noticed that I didn't make any reference to the fact that, as you obviously are well aware of what is going on right now in Ukraine, and it's a very scary time. I will reiterate my belief on this, that while we are all very much aware that the events there are infinitely more important than anything that we are going to be talking about, I believe that that makes all the more important that we continue talking about them. I'm going to find coverage of what's happening over there at some point today, and I assume you will as well. But I assume that if at some point, at any point today, you put ESPN on your television or your radio, it is because you are looking to get away from that, and it is our job to provide that for you. In the meantime, I also recognize that simply by virtue of having been around for as long as I have, and the fact that we've been together through so many of these things, and trials and tribulations in my life and in yours, that sometimes maybe it just makes you feel a little better, makes you feel like life is a little normal, despite the complications and fears and other things that happen in these circumstances. Maybe it makes you feel a little better to hear me sitting here making fun of these guys talking about football and whatever else it is. So if that's the case, then I feel like we're doing an important job with that as well. The only other advice I can give you is, if you are so inclined to say a little prayer, or however it is, You try and send good vibes into the universe. It is certain that we are living in really frightening times. And there's a lot of uncertainty. And I feel it just as you do. And we won't try and pretend it doesn't exist. But there's nothing better we can do right now. There's nothing, there's no greater contribution to what I believe that we can make than trying to help you take your mind off it a little bit. So that's what we'll do tomorrow and all the rest of the days. We'll sit here and we'll argue about all these things that don't really matter, but to us they mean everything. And hopefully we'll have some fun along the way. And in the end, hopefully we'll all be okay. So I just wanted to say that today once and then we'll move forward. Have a wonderful rest of your day and we'll see you back in Better Than Ever tomorrow. I'm Greeny and this is ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.